Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Eastern Mindset Mental Toughness call. Uh, I do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, we also load this call on a on the podcast platform. So if anybody stumbled across this, uh, this is actually a Mindset Mental Toughness conference call that we put on these 16 different podcast platforms. Uh, so it is a conference call, so if you don't hear the, the, the super quality that you hear in a podcast, because it is recorded on the conference call line, and we just load it on here because we want everybody to go back and listen to the replay because we know that repetition is key, and so it's easy access to get to these on uh, these 16 different platforms from Breaker to iTunes to Apple to Spotify to, uh, I mean, a bunch of them. So we want you to go back and listen to it, take notes, and apply the information. Now we know, we know, only a small percentage. Only a small percentage would do that. But that's what we're looking for, that small percentage. That's a, that's how it is in the world, man. That, you know, it's only a small percentage of people do anything when it comes to having success. So, um, so we know that that percentage will go back take notes and apply the information and get better in their life. You know, um, we understand, we know the process, the things that we've been conditioned to believe started at the womb, started from the womb to age nine and it started, it locked in our system and we've been programmed and running on automatic for years, even though we think that we've moved on in life. We think that we, you know, we got a new car, new house, new degree, but some of that stuff that we were programmed with, uh, in our neighborhoods from, you know, middle class to poor neighborhoods, um, it's still there. And if you're trying to advance financially, you're going to have to get rid of some of that stuff. And that's why I tell a lot of you guys that's on this call that's a super, super mature, um, <laughs> try to get it to some younger folks, man, because some of y'all are just, the stuff is just submitted in on you all, so it's hard for you to, to change some things that's been programmed for years, the thought process. So try to share this with some people. You know, uh, you can download it. You can share it. You can, if you have a challenge getting to the podcast, just send me a text, 678-644-4541, uh, 678-644-4541. And I'll share the podcast link with you on your phone, and you'll have it there forever. You know, everything that we put up, you'll have there. So uh, if there's a challenge of you trying to get to the podcast. But it's simple. If you put, if you just Google Tony Fleming, um, you know, Mindset Podcast, it'll come up, all of them. So you can get to them that way also. We also have a replay number for this call, and the replay number is 712-432-1085. 712-432-1085. And you just put the pin code in, 783-357-POUND, and you're ready to go. So, all right, we'll go in one minute. Let's go. Yeah. They ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. I be getting to the money. Everybody mad. I think I'm getting too much money. Everybody mad. I think I'm getting too much money. Everybody mad. Same old name on the block. Same old name with the pot. On the drive, everybody hated on them, then he bounced right back. I be getting to the money, everybody mad. I think I'm getting too much money, everybody mad. Same old name on the block, same old name with the pot. Same old name on the drive, everybody hated on them, then he bounced right back. When you get to the money, ain't they ain't gonna like you. They might say it, but they ain't gonna like you. That's when they start hating. Alright. I'm gonna talk about four common criticisms that help people um quit their business, quit their program, quit whatever they're doing that's different from the norm. 
It doesn't have to be a business. It could be anything that's different from the box, anything that's different from the status quo. All right, you say, what is that? Okay, the box is school, good grades, you know, get a good, good education, you know, go get a good job, save your money, penny pinch. You need you need more money, you go to get a part-time job from some of the big companies, UPS, FedEx, Delta. You need a, you think you need some more money, get another degree, you know, master's, Ph.D., you know, that's the, you know, and make sure you uh, attend the big church in town, the biggest one, uh, get you a little uh, C-class Mercedes. <laughs> hey, yeah. This is me adding extra to the box now. This kind of box, too, but I'm just adding a little extra to the box. Uh, Have your uh, uh, Atlanta University tag on the front, or or whether it's Spelman Clark, you know, or Morehouse on the front, and, uh, you know, your tag, your your custom tag on the back. So you're in the box, at the box. Well, I got my seven habits tag, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of still got a little bit still in that box. <laughs> but that's anything outside of that. I don't care what it is. You could be a home based business. It could be, I mean, anything. Real estate. It could be anything. I mean, you could be starting some kind of other project or something that you're doing. But when people think about things. We think about what we've been programmed, and we've been programmed those things over and over and over. That's what we've heard all our life from our neighborhoods, from our uh, parents, from our you know school system, from our pastors. That's the box. That's the status quo. And if you stay within that box, you're good. But I, I'm, I'm assuming most of the people on this phone call, this recorded, I mean on this conference call, or outside of that box. Now, I'm not saying you're not in it too, but I'm saying you're doing something outside of that. You could have a job and doing something outside of that. What I'm saying, the outside stuff is going to, you're going to get a lot of criticism for that because it's not inside. So you're not in line with the cult of the United States of America. And in the cult, that's what it says, S-C-U-L-T. That's what it says that you need to do. As soon as you step outside of that cult, then criticism is going to come. So here's, a, here's four things that make you quit whatever it is. And you got to do, you got to understand, be prepared for it. That's why I'm always talking mindset. I saw a guy yesterday post something. Um, and I guess we are, we have our own thought process, you know, and I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I'm kind of not saying it verbatim, but he said something like, um, you know, when I get started in a home-based business or any business, you know, people need to just go do the things they need to do. You know, uh, they can worry about the mindset later. They just need to go uh, talk to people. They need to go do this. They need to go make some money. They need to go do And then they can do the mindset later. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, well, I told them, I said, in my history of doing stuff, now, maybe you're different, and maybe a lot of y'all in the car are different. I've never seen that process of, well, no, 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 I'll take that back. Like I told him, I said, you you might already have a growth mindset. Because I came into this business with a little growth. Remember I told you I was listening to Earl Nightingale, so I had a little bit of stuff. So I could, and then plus I had already been in sales, so I dealt with a lot of rejection already. So I was already dealing with all the negativity that people were going to get hit with. These things I'm about to talk about now. So I was already dealing with that. So, I, you know, it didn't it didn't phase me kind of. I remember uh, telling uh, um, uh, the guy that, that trained me initially. Uh, if you if you remember my my story, I went to the Atlanta Journal to do an interview, and they said I didn't have any experience. So I went to uh, the Black Pages, the guy who owned the Black Pages, and he trained me one day for about four or five hours sitting in his office on how to prospect, you know, what you need to do. It was just me and him, you know, he's just telling me what I need to do when I go out here and, and talk to people, which I had never really done. So my my experience was that. 
my experience was, you know, he gave me those four or five hours of training, what people are going to say, uh, and he said, you know, pretty much go sick him. And he didn't say that. I said I was going to do it because I had to come back to the journal with some kind of experience because they told me I didn't have any experience. I'm like, how how you get experience if just out of college? That's a catch-22, right? They said, yeah, but that's what it is. So, so, so my first experience in sales was his four-hour training with me and sending me out into uh, Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, where all the trained salespeople were. You know, all, and so I went. I was to go park my car and get out and just start talking to people. So, so I, you know, I got my training. Just that way. So I, when I came into this home-based business thing, I was, I, you know, I had already been through the the fire of, you know, people talking about you. You know, I remember just walking down some streets, thinking, where, where am I going, man? What do I walk in this building? Do I walk? In? And I and I just started walking in buildings. I started walking, and then I see, I what I figured out, I figured out, I got me a little niche market. I said, I'm gonna start hitting some of these black churches. I know they got money. Cause they collect money every Sunday. <laughs> so I'm saying, let me let me walk in there. Cause ain't nobody in there but the secretary during the daytime, and you know I can sit there and chat with her and build me a little niche. So I start I start going to all the the black churches around Atlanta. That, I said this this walk here walking in these doors downtown ain't gonna cut it. Cause not only that I ain't had a the experience that some of these Xerox reps had and all these other folks. So I was out here fighting. So I got my little niche market, man, and I, man, I started hitting them hard because I could, I could get a grand <clears throat> out of the church for a full page ad in the, in the Black Pages magazine. So and he paid me fifty percent. So if I got a thousand dollars, I made five hundred. So I was, <laughs> you know, I was getting it, and I learned how to deal with the negativity and all that kind of stuff. That you know, you know, I dealt with some pastors who. You know, pretty much told me, you know, some stuff that I would never think come out of their mouth, but they did. But, you know, I learned that way and uh, how to deal with a lot of criticism and negativity and all that kind of stuff. So, so when this guy was saying that, you know, just put them out there, I was just thinking, man, you, you, you just putting people out here without giving them any kind of – and that's what people do, too, because they don't want to get on a call like this or, or anything like that, so they just jump on out there. They just start calling their friends and relatives. They just start calling, and they get hit. And like I was telling him in the post, it was a Facebook post, I said, man, after two or three hits from those people right quick, you don't hear them no more. I had a, a cassette tape. Let's tell you how old it was. I called it a – I think it was called Three Shots. You get shot in the arm by your relative. You get shot in the other arm by your by your girlfriend, and then you get shot in the arm by one of your coworkers. And you get shot in the chest, and that chest shot take you out because they all tell you what you're doing outside of the box ain't gonna work. What you're doing is ridiculous. What you're doing is just ain't gonna work. Excuse me. I was talking to my guy yesterday, <clears throat> um, Lou. That's the guy I talked to y'all about that that's been in prison for like twenty one years. And I mean, the day might the day is his big day though. He's having his parole hearing, and they might um, he's believing that they might you know re- give him a release date after twenty one years. But as I was talking to him yesterday, we were talking about because uh, I talked to him like an hour twice a week. And uh he was saying that uh he remembered I think four or five years ago when he told his mother and his aunt that he was putting together a program to uh, help kids uh with reading and books and stuff. Because I had been sending him books, I've been, you know, sending him stuff like that. He had he got this program where he created these little mini bookshelves. And he sent them to the kids, and uh, what that's what he's doing now. Now, but what he said was when he told his his mother that and his aunt that that they all laughed at him. That you know, now he had been in prison sixteen years, and they laughed at him and said, "You can't do that. You're in prison. You can't do that. You you can't." 
And, you know, he says he bring it up to him every now and then that, you know, he's created this community now where he got people outside of prison, even like myself helping him and other people that are helping him put together these programs while he's still in prison. He's, you know, giving kids books and bookshelves and all kind of stuff. They have, you know, meeting T-shirts and, you know, just helping the kids out tremendously because, you know, he he remembered, you know, how he grew up and what he didn't have and things of that sort and why some of that stuff would lead you down the wrong path. But he just thought about He was telling me how they just just laughed at him. Man, you, you behind bars talking about what you talking about doing. And now he has a program that's running while he's behind bars, you know, uh, that that people said he couldn't do. And so, and that's a mindset thing. And we talked about that. He said, yeah, he said, you know, now this dude has read way more books than me. Um, his his vocabulary is just strong from, I mean, he, he's, you know, I just love listening to him because he just, he has a lot of knowledge um, and you could tell, you know, it came from those books, you know, stuff that he's read. And so his mindset and his whole conversation is just, man, wow. Um, but my point is, you know, he talks about you know, just the, how people attack you when you going to do something that to them, to them is just, you know, I think Jay-Z said something like, you know, don't don't put your fear on me about what you can't do. You know I can't listen to that. You know that's and see that's what we get when we get the criticism. See when we first get started and you start talking to people, you know, which is number one. Okay, the common criticism I got here, uh, why most people give up. Number one is you buy into everybody comments and criticisms. You buy into that. Now the reason you buy into this is because you've already bought it on the inside of you. See, you already believe that a lot of things that these people say to you are already there. And that's why we try to do these calls, not try to do these calls, that's why we do these calls to get you to get rid of some of those things. Is it hard? Yeah. Is most people not gonna do it? Yeah, but some of y'all gonna some of y'all gonna grab hold to it. I mean, guess, guess what? I was, I now again, I already had some stuff that I brought to the table for me just jumping in the fire, taking that sales job with no no salary, just going out there talking to people. Um, so when I came to the table, yeah, I, I kind of had that, you know, I had that fire. But when I started getting around people who had it. Like I told you, I used to love to listen to a conference call this guy did every Wednesday night. I, I could wait to get to him. And every night he, every Wednesday night that he didn't show, it was disappointing to me. I believe I would hold on. Because this guy, would some nights he wouldn't show on Wednesday. He wouldn't tell anybody. And I think I would be the only one holding on to the end to after about 20 minutes. I'm like, well, he ain't going to get on. <laughs> I guess everybody else is hung up anyway. But I was like, I just know he's going to get on. Because so, I had my notepad and paper ready. Um, but, you know, a, a few will want to get this knowledge and a few are going to want to try to get it and understand that you're going to, you know, you got to get some of that stuff out of you as you go along. Now, you can't, you can't start working your business after you get your mindset right because that don't work that way. You, you kind of learn as you, you earn as you learn. But you got to be adding this to you as you go along right away. You can't just, like the the guy wrote that you just need to go out there first and you know talk to people, go out there first, make some money, go out there first and do this, and then you can get your mindset right. And I'm saying to myself, you you, you know, the first three blows you done. The first three, like I said, you buy into everybody's comments, you buy into their criticism because you already feel that way about yourself. If you want to tell the truth when you look in that mirror and nobody else is around, and you looking in that mirror. You know, you know your challenges. You know your thoughts. You know that, you know, and I know I know that once you get some success, then the thoughts are not going to be as bad. But that's the that's the catch, that's the catch there because I know that's what people say, well, as soon as I make some money, I do it. Well, you got to you got to go through this whole process of you know, of um 
I use Jay Z for example because you know a lot of people know who he is. Sean Carter is you know one reason married to Beyonce, but a lot of, if you're a hip hop person, you know, and he's a billionaire now. But you use some of the examples of you know you got to go through the fire first. He talks about how you know he traveled around and would go to places and his two people showed up. You know they said that you know they said there's going to be 500 people there and two people showed up and you had to stand there and rap to those two people, <laughs> which nobody ever seen. You know, I tell you the story about when I went to Houston, rented that hotel room because the guy told me that he's going to have 100 people there. <laughs> so I got a plane ticket. I went, the girl that I was dating at the time, I got her ticket. I paid for the hotel room, 100 chairs in there. I called the hotel, make sure it was there. I get there. Not only is not a hundred people there, nobody's there. He's not even there. I can't even find him. He won't even pick up the phone. <laughs> so, so I'm saying that you you have to go through that fire to get to you know, to get to the other side. That's the that's the thing. And so if you're not working on your mindset and working on yourself and working on those thoughts inside of you, that soon as somebody criticizes you, as soon as you get that, you're gonna slow down right away. Like I said, after that third quarter, it's hard for you to pick up the phone. You don't even you don't even want to pick up the phone the person who introduced you to the business. They can't find you now. That's when you start saying, Well the Lord, you know, the Lord just feel like it ain't for me. I'm like, Well, you just told me last week that the Lord said it was, yeah. Well he changed his mind. <laughs> he ain't changed his mind. You hadn't changed your mindset. And so the criticism that you believe that the things that people are saying to you about how it ain't gonna work, why you doing this, why you wasting your time, is already built inside of you too, because you're already thinking that. That's why we always talk. About, I always talk about numbers. That a lot of you guys, we gotta burn through these numbers right quick till we can find somebody who has that semi thought process of I can win a little bit. And, and, and for you all, you need to be listening to these calls, working on yourself, trying to, you know, if you know, because I, I care that some of y'all can succeed. But that doesn't stop you from, you know, still talking to people, you know, dealing with the rejection that you're going to get. You're going to get it, folks. That's what I said to him. I'm like, so you telling me you got you must have a program where there are no no's that's going to. And now if you got a program where. They're actually that nobody has to deal with nose. Oh, it's cool then. If you got a program like that now, if I, you know, like I told you, if I had a list of fifty names and I already called these people and and and, and got information from them that they're gonna say yes, and I gave you a list and tell them you, if you call all those people, and they say, oh, that's great. Well, everybody said yes. Everybody had their money. Everybody had a credit card. Everybody was good. Oh, you good? You know, you good. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, you know, preacher man texted me and said, don't you think that mindset is never ending progress? Yes. I mean, I said it all the time. You can't ever, why do you think I'm on these calls every morning? I've been doing mindset stuff for years. It's never ending. I mean, it's like you got to bathe every day, right? You know, well, you should. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know, Tony. COVID, I, I was laying around the house a couple of days. Well, you should. It's just like you should work on your mindset every day. You can't You you, you can't stop doing that. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know how somebody ever, I don't think nobody ever think that. I, I, that might be you saying that, man. But I, I know how people say, that, you know, they get my mindset right, but you still have to work on it every day. You know, you gotta you gotta do both. You gotta do both. You gotta that's why I love, you know, having the cassettes or the CDs in the car. When you ride around you have it in the car, you just pop it right in. Um, you know, you can do both. Um, you know, you can still do that in the car with your phone, you know, but most of y'all are trying to answer your phone while you even doing you know, like you know you you listening to your, your mindset stuff. And then the phone rang and it's over with. Hey, girl. Um, so you're dealing with a lot of different distractions. 
So, but, you know, yeah, I mean, you, um, you're going to have to, it's a, it's a process you have to go through. So that's number one, why people give up, is that you buy into the comments of everybody and the negative criticism, and it's already inside of you. Number two uh, is, and, you know, I don't know how to stop this because, you know, first thing people say is, well, you're killing my dream, is one of the things is that you set too high of expectations. And then you never hit them, and then you get discouraged. So you set. See, when somebody tells me, <clears throat> "Well, Tony, my goal is to make fifty thousand a month in the first six months, or fifty thousand a month, you know, every month or something," and I know how unrealistic that is, and I know that word "realistic" is unrealistic is kind of you know to some people negative, but <clears throat> you know, reality to me is. You know, I'd rather you hit a, a small goal every week or every whatever it is to keep you going than to stretch us. Because, see, what some people do is we'll set a goal that we like, that we think is attainable, and then we start listening to uh, some of the other people in your company or in the field that you're in or whatever program you're doing, and they have these goals that they're hitting, and now here you come. I've seen some people do that in the last three or four months. They they set goals. They say, "I want to make." I'm just giving you just. I'm just giving you off the top of my head. This might not be the numbers they said, but it's like that. I want to make a thousand dollars a month. Okay, cool. Write that down. That's what you want to make. And seriously, they do. Then they start seeing other people making ten thousand a month and twenty thousand a month, and then they start running behind and trying to. Well, you know, I need to. I that ain't. You you don't even have the skill level for that right now. You're not even, but you get caught up in that thing. People get caught up in that because they look like you, they dress like you, they talk like you, and you think you can go do that with no experience and no and no grind, no real reason why, no real hustle to do it. And you get caught up, and you got these high expectations, and you don't hit any of those goals. And now you despair, you're depressed, you're discouraged. I'm like, why were you even thinking you could do that? And see, then when I say that, here come you. Well, you're discouraging me. I mean, you you being negative. No, trust me, I'm not being negative. I'm being realistic, and I'm trying to get you to keep you going because when you don't hit any of those things, you're done. You're discouraged. It's hard for you to move forward. I rather for you to set a goal. For fifty dollars a month, for the first six months or whatever, and hit that goal and keep going to a hundred dollars a month, and two, then to set one that you're not going to touch, you're not going to get close to because you're not going to put the work in to do it, and then you're going to be discouraged. But what happens is when you get mixed up in that pot with everybody else that's doing stuff, you start thinking that you can do what that person's doing, or if they're touching that goal, which. Only a small percentage of people are touching these big, gigantic goals that you're looking at anyway. And you don't know that. You think something else going on. So your your expectations are so high, and you never hit them, that you get discouraged. So that's number two. That's that's the second reason why um, that you get that you give up. And see, it's the difference in... You know, walking away all together and giving up. See, that's this. This is where we get confused at because some of y'all have given up. That's listening in now, and you say, "Well, no, Tony, I still listen to your calls. I still, but no, you have mentally given up. But keep listening. I'm not telling you to stop. Keep listening because you might come back around again. But you're not operating in that thought process you had when you first got. You're not. You're not still doing some of the things that you know that you. Because you have mentally taken a beating. <laughs> you mentally taken a beating. And that you know, see here's the thing. The ones who can do that matter of fact, that's number four. Let me I'm a, I'm a, I wrote that down, so let me I don't wanna jump ahead. Well, let me jump ahead. I'm gonna jump to number four, then I'm gonna come back to number three. Number four is you don't know how to come back from a humiliating experience. You don't know how to do that. 
Remember I told you the guy told me to get the hell out of his office? And I knew then, if I went to my car and went home, it's going to be hard for me to kind of regroup from that. And I said, I said I'm going to have to keep stay, I'm going to have to stay in this building and keep talking to people until I find somebody who's going to say yes before I went home that day. Because the last two people I talked to was very interested. One said yes. The other person said come back for another appointment the next day, and they said yes. And eventually the guy who threw me out the office, he called me three, four weeks later and said yes. But I knew if I had gone home, see, that, humili- that humiliating experience right there could have taken me out. And I'm saying to you all, a lot of you all don't know how to come back from that. You don't, you know, when you when your friends and remember I told you I think uh, uh, the other day I was talking about when Lisa got the she called this guy that went to school with her, and boy he he he, he as they say he tore a new one and ripped her up and told her how stupid she was for doing what she's doing. It. And I think for about two days it kind of messed with her, and I think she came back around later on, but. Some of y'all don't come back around and you never admit it because, you know, I remember I told you about the guy I said at the coffee shop, he's done. He, 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 he never showed back up. And some of y'all have gotten, because your family, your relatives, people close to you, they don't hold back. They throw all the punches. As a matter of fact, they throw extra punches because, one thing, they don't think you can do it because they don't, or they might think you can and they don't want you to pass them. So, so now you're getting blows. If you're not mentally prepared to deal with that, which most people are not, you're going to wind up giving up. But see, number four is you don't know how to come back from uh, – see, that's why I love to watch, you know, why I used to like to watch boxing. I think Floyd has messed up boxing altogether, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm going to blame it all on Floyd Mayweather, all that dancing and running around. And, you can't hit me. I'm going to hit you. You can't hit me. I'm going to hit you. 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 Ah, man. But that's another story. But I still love to watch boxing where they get in there, boy, and they, that first round, second round, and the joker get knocked down. I mean, he get knocked down. He get knocked, the, what they say, the F out. He get knocked the F out. Now, I'd love to watch it when he gets back up and the bell rings, make it to the corner, and then by the eighth or ninth round, he knocked the dude out and win the fight. That's a comeback. Now, some people get knocked out and can't get back up. But, you know, when you see somebody who get knocked down and then three or four rounds later win the fight, boy, you know, that, you know was that Buster Douglas, right? Buster Douglas, Tyson knocked him down, right? And they thought it was over with. They thought it was over with. I did, too. <laughs> but he came back. See, he had a bigger reason. He's talking about his mom. And, and Tyson, you know, took him lightly. It took, he took him lightly, I believe. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, and he had a bigger reason why. His mom had just passed. She had told everybody my son was going to win, all that kind of stuff. But I'm saying a lot of us get knocked down. We get laughed at by our family members and friends, laughed at and talked about in public, and y'all never mention that. See, that's what the deal is. You never mention it. You just kind of get quiet. You know, you kind of get quiet. You know, you, you call them, how you doing? You know, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? And, and what, what it is is that they don't want to say what a relative that they had hope in did, said to them or a friend or somebody else. And and that's a mindset. That's a, the mental toughness that you have. That's a thought process. And so that criticism there takes you out. <laughs> That's right. That criticism takes you out. And so uh, you can't deal with it. And I'm saying you've got to be able to know how to come back from a humiliating experience. You've got to get back up off the mat. You've got to get back, you know, doing what you're doing. You know, tell some people about it. You know, because Lisa told me about that call. <laughs> she told me about that call. And, uh, yeah, that was, you know, and I was like, that dude, that dude was just hating. He probably knew that you was going, you know, I, I wonder, I, she might have mentioned it that she talked to that guy since then, but, I, I, you know, I, that's that's a thing that uh, that we got to learn to deal with, but that comes with our thought process, because if you're telling me that 
Anybody who starts in anything outside the box and they're not going to get negativity or no's, that's a different story. But you are because you're dealing with people in the box that never heard or never believed or never saw anything that you're doing that, that you know, that's successful. And it was never discussed. I mean, the things that we do here now, I've never heard that in the school system all the way through the 12th grade, all the way through college. You know, I never heard anything about books, the mindset books, anything about the, the process of selling and talking to people and all that kind of stuff. I didn't hear in that. So, and I'm sure most people don't either. So when they, when this this is this is to them, you know, voodoo. Or, you know, it's just you're crazy. You know, it's, you know. So number four is you got to know how to come back from you know experience like that. You know that kind of humiliate. You can't just hide it. You you can't just hide it. You know you got to you got to let let people know what happened, and then you got to deal with it. All right, so number three, let me go back to number three because I, I only did four. Um, number three is you unclear and you kind of confused about your purpose. What's your why? Why are you really doing this? What's important to you? You know, I told you, you know, my mother has always been that why. It's always been important that I did not want to not do something for her. The, the, now, she did something the other day, was which is amazing. My sister called me. And I've been asking my mother for years. Every time I walk in her house, I said, "Mom, you want some new carpet?" Because she got the same old carpet. I said, "Mom, you no, baby, I don't, you know." She been saying since she's sixty. Well, you know, I ain't gonna be around much longer. <laughs> now, now she had affirmations. I don't know how she's done it because for thirty six, what twenty six years, she didn't say that affirmation. She ain't gonna be around much longer. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> I don't know if that don't work. And I said, "Mom, you've been saying that since you turned sixty. You say, hey, I've been around much longer. I don't know. I was like, Mom, you want some? I, I, can, I can put this new carpet down. I can do that. Ain't nothing. You know, you won't. I'll, you know, we probably could pull it up and just some serious hardwood there, but I'm just thinking she's going to slip on that hardwood floor. So I'm like, nah, nah, nah. So my sister called today and said, guess what? I said, what? She said, Mom, bought some new carpet. I said, well, she ain't asked me. She ain't coming. She said, no, she used her own money. I said, what? She said, yeah. She said, but she told her. That is my money that I gave her that she been saving. So, like, so I'm like, oh okay. So she, I said, really? I said, okay. I'm about to go see that because I I've been asking her for years to do that and she didn't want to do it. She's like, no, nah, I'm gonna be gone. It ain't be worth doing that, you know? Worth doing that. So, uh, now I don't know how I got on that. Oh, my purpose, my why, and that's always been my why. I don't think it. Most of y'all don't. I don't know if you really have a purpose. Ask yourself again when you got this phone, do you really have a purpose? Or you might have a purpose, and it goes back to number one, that you really don't believe that you could get that purpose. So I don't I don't know. You know, I know what everybody else says, information, information, information. All the information, all you just keep giving you information. Now, remember I told you my first four hours, that guy, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name, man. Uh... Well, him and his wife are nice people too, man. Real nice people. Um, God, he gave me four hours of sales training. Me and him sitting in his office. That's all the information I needed, folks. I ain't have to come back to him every, you know. Well, I need something else. I need, no, I had to go out there and bust my ass. Now I had to go out there and get embarrassed. I had to go out there. See, that's what y'all don't want to do. Y'all keep coming back with more. Well, give me another script and I see what they doing over here and, and they doing. No, you you running from getting your ass bust. You don't want that. And I have to say that that word like that because I don't think y'all feel when I say anything else. So I think y'all get shocked when y'all hear me say that. So maybe I need to shock y'all into something. You running from rejection. You running from all. You don't need any more information. You got enough now. You just you need to keep calling people, keep going in the inboxes, keep doing the DMs over and over and over, keep getting rejected, keep going over and over and over and over. Then you're going to win eventually. But if you, ah, oh, I'm confused, I need this, I need that, tell me something else, tell me, no. You're going to learn everything you need to learn by talking to people, getting rejected, folks laughing at you, going into their inboxes, going to their DMs. That's how you learn how to box. You know, even though you practice in the boxing, you know, at, at, at a, um, 
in a boxing ring, you practice, but when you get in that fight and you keep getting knocked down, then you're going to realize, I'm not going to go that way no more. I'm not going to swing it in there. Same thing with people, I'm not going to say this no more. I'm not going to, oh, I'm going to be prepared for this. You know, that's how you learn. What you need to know for what you do in our business, I, I can sit down with you for four hours. We, we've done that. We've given you everything, <laughs> seriously. And that's what I'm saying when we come back and, you know, you know, um, the superstar said the other day, you know, well, see, now I've given them, the, the the everything they know. Every I said okay. See, I didn't want to be negative. I said then said okay. All right, all right. Now let me see what happens. Now they know what to do, right? You told them everything to do, right? You gave them a system because she said they was confused on the system. No, they wasn't. That's the lie that's being told. They don't nobody confused on the system. The system is you go out there and talk to people. What words do I use? You use the word. <laughs> it ain't no cert. You can, we, we've given you words to use. we told you what to say. It's that you just don't want to say it because they're going to say no. And they're going to say no. And they're going to say no. Like Kevin Hart said, they said no. 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 He said for 17 years before y'all even knew who Kevin Hart was, they were saying no. And now y'all see Kevin Hart... It was like, you know, he's the greatest thing in the world. But it, it, it didn't, <clears throat> it didn't, it didn't, you know, it didn't work like that, folks. You know, it doesn't work that way. If you're happy with your life, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> So you know you ain't you know you good then. See that's what you got to realize. <laughs> Somebody just texted me say I, I realize I have no compelling purpose. Then that means you happy with what you're doing. If you're good with that and those folks good, that's fine. But see what happens is we stress ourselves out, and we really pretty much happy where we are. If you happy where you are, that's good. But see you can't be happy where you are, and then want something else. Because you're not going to pay the price of that something else. And then you're going to stress yourself out. Like when you go see somebody that's making, you know, ten times more than you, you're like, I want to be like them. No, you not, you know, you, what the lady playing the piano said, yeah, yeah, no, you don't. I wish I could play a piano like you. No, you don't. Because you don't want to go through the process I went through. They tell Tiger Woods, I wish I could hit. No, you don't. Tiger's out to hit the balls while my hand was bleeding. No, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. You, you, if it was given to you, you want it. So those are the four. And there's a bunch of more. But I was just some I wrote down. Some of the criticisms and the reasons why you give up is, one, you buy into everybody comment and everybody criticism. And that's because a lot of that you agree with. Number two, you set high expectations, way high than what you should be set, and you can't even hit those goals, and now you're discouraged. Number three, you kind of unclear and confused about your purpose. What's your why? Why are you doing it? What's important to you? And number four is you don't know how to come back from a humiliating experience, from a knockdown. You don't, you know, when your friends and family knock you down or laugh at you in public or talk about you in public or whatever they do, just talk about you face to face, it's hard for you to come back from some of that stuff. Now you don't want to be around, now you don't want to talk about it, now you don't want to you know, you just don't. It's just hard for you to, you never tell anybody that. So you never say to the person that enrolled you, hey, man, this right here, you just start getting quiet and disappear and start saying, you know, I didn't realize how much time it took to do this, and I didn't realize how much time it took, you know, whatever, and I don't really think it's for me, and I was praying, and the Lord said it was. You know, you go through all that instead of saying, man, I just they just tore a new one in me. And I didn't expect that, and it's hard for me to deal with that, and I don't know how to deal with that, uh, so I'm just going to fall back. I'm good. I'll I, I come back later on. I'm good. I'm still going to order. All right, folks, that's the four. All right, that's it. 
for the day. All right, so um, we do have a mystery voice again today. Um, <laughs> I searched for this, so where's my, my new mystery voice uh, intro? Where is it? Let me see. Where is that? Created that. Here it is. Here's the here's time for the mystery voice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's do it. It comes the mystery voice. Yes, sir. All right, y'all ready? And I'm sticking with the the female. R&B singer thing. I kind of stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, and I ain't going, I ain't throwing out no kind of hints to y'all, because y'all jokers. Well, I will say this. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Um, no, I can't give you that hint, because that's a dead giveaway. Uh, no, nah, I ain't giving y'all no hints. So here we go. Y'all tell me who this is. Where is it? Where is it? Okay. It's that. So it wow. was uh, amazing to me that you could get paid singing because I sang in church, wrote songs for church, wrote songs for HUR, you know, wrote jingles and did a lot of stuff that people did not pay me for, writing songs for others mm-hmm. and, you know, singing background for others. So I didn't know that that could actually be a paying job. You know, so I uh, I thank God that he gave me a career in that, and uh, I did meet a lot of snakes. Now, you're going to meet a lot of snakes and sharks, but um, business, the business that we're in, including you, is 99% business and it's 1% talent, yeah. and you have to manage it, even like the Bible says. You cannot be slothful in business. You got to show some business, so that's what I try to impress on others Ooh, that's a that word. are coming behind us. That is a word right there for my soul. Thank you for that. <laughs> I needed to oh. hear it. I needed okay. to hear that. <laughs> nah, come on, <laughs> come on with it. I bet you ain't gonna get that one. <laughs> so Ross said, Aretha Franklin, Chris. I mean, a uh, preacher man said Regi- Regina Bell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like my dad would say, I'm going to break you up from all this, Kimona. You ain't, you ain't going to keep winning like that. Nah, I ain't giving you no more hints. I ain't giving none of y'all. I'll play it again, you know. I made it loud, too, because y'all get that old excuse. I can't, I can't really hear. This is loud. It's <laughs> So it wow. was uh, amazing to me that you could get paid singing because I sang in church, wrote songs for church, wrote songs for HUR, you know, wrote jingles and did a lot of stuff that people did not pay me for, writing songs for others mm-hmm. and, you know, singing background for others. So I didn't know that that could actually be a paying job, you know. So I uh, I thank God that he gave me a career in that. And uh, I did meet a lot of snakes. Now, you're going to meet a lot of snakes and sharks. But um, business, the business that we're in, including you, is 99% business and it's 1% talent. And you have to manage it, even like the Bible says. You cannot be slothful in business. You got to show some business. So that's what I try to impress on others that are coming behind us. That is a word right there for my soul. Thank you for that. <laughs> I needed to hear it. I needed okay. to hear that. Preacher man said Melba Moore. Now, that was a good shot. I like Melba Moore, too. I mean, she really, she came through a lot. She went through a lot. Stephanie Mills, nope. We already used Stephanie before anyway. So, uh, Shaka Khan, nope. <laughs> Come on, I ain't even guessing. <laughs> Gotcha. So uh, that's it, folks. I ain't playing it. I'm not. Y'all heard it twice. It was loud. I didn't expect you to get anywhere, but I didn't expect somebody to get Shantae Moore either. But, see, I gave y'all so many hints. Or did I? I just said we talked about the booty, but she didn't have a booty. Shantae Moore don't have no booty. So I don't know how y'all, how she got that one. But. 
somebody text me talking about it ain't fair. I don't get no hints. All right, I'm going to give a hint then. So that, why do I have to give a hint? You just, okay. She's an R&B singer. <laughs> that's, your, that's your hint right there. <laughs> She's an R&B singer, all right? All right, I'll give you another hint. She was bigger. She's big. She was big in the 90s, not not weight-wise, but she, that's when she did all the most of her hits was in the 90s. And that's when a lot of y'all said y'all liked the music. So, matter of fact, one of her favorite songs was in 1994. I had this girl, this young lady. Boy, she <laughs> she came to my apartment one day, and uh, she put that song on, and she did. I guess they were doing whatever her sorority had a little dance routine they was doing off of that song. And so she's like, I want to practice in front of you. I'm like, okay. Boy, I ain't know she's going to do I'm like, they going to let y'all dance like that at the thing? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know y'all were doing that routine. Off of this lady's song, though, it was, you know, it was a kind of kind of hit song at that time. Had a nice beat to it, I put it that way. So that's a hint. <clears throat> Lisa Fisher, good shot, Billy. Nope. <laughs> yeah, she did some. That was a that was a that was a dance routine. I oh okay. Um. All right, that's not a hit. I mean, that's not a, uh, okay, I'll give you one more hint then. Lisa Fisher's a good shot. See, if I told you who she was married to for a while, then y'all going to say, and that's a hit right there. She was married for a while, but I guess you could say a lot of folks were married for a while. Okay, here's a hint. She was married to another singer for a while. Now, that should, right there, you should. See? 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 I I, I don't even give you those. I'm not even give you no points. Come on, see, you waited till I gave you that hint. See, that's an easy one, then. I shouldn't have given you. <laughs> you ain't kidding. So, Kamona came up with the answer, and I just, you know, see, that ain't right. I can't be giving y'all no hints like that. And then she's sitting there waiting in the cut. Waiting in the cut for that. When I just said, she, see, <laughs> I'm going to give you five points, then. I'll give you five points. That ain't right, though. That's just, that ain't, see, when I get those kind of hints like that, y'all don't. I said she was married to another singer for a while, famous singer too. Soon as I said it, here come Kimona with the answer. All right, so the answer is uh, Angela Winbush. Angela Winbush, and uh, boy, she was, you know, she was married to Mr. Big for a minute, like uh, Ronna Osley. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, that's me. I just want to see somebody win, so I give you the five points on that. You get five points. <laughs> Let me see where you are on the list now. Let me see where are you. So that means you got, you got, you got five. Phil got five. Lisa got five. Harry got five. Kim got five. Kenny got five. And Mia has five. So everybody has five. Man. But this is the song. I'm gonna play the song that just. Young lady danced to. <laughs> you ain't think that was her. You need to stop. All right. But, all right, folks, we out of here. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all Friday. Bye.